BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cashback. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. A Dear Media original podcast. All right, you guys, before we get into this episode, I really quickly want to tell you about HelloFresh. Skip the grocery store and spend more time soaking up the last of the summer sun. HelloFresh Market is a one-stop shop for all your mealtime needs with a curated selection of quick breakfasts, lunches, snacks, desserts, and more. Getting back into the fall season can be busy, but weeknights can be made so much easier with foolproof step-by-step recipes ready in about 30 minutes or less. I absolutely love cooking. There's nothing I love more than making an elaborate meal, but with my busy lifestyle of traveling often, I don't always have that luxury. So HelloFresh is clutch for me when I'm traveling. I just got home from LA and I had my HelloFresh box on my doorstep, which was so nice because I didn't have to run out to the grocery store or pull food out of my freezer. This is fresh. It's healthy. It's delicious. It makes it very, very easy. I made the honey mustard pork chops, which were delicious. And it came with buttery broccoli and garlic rice. And another bonus, it's minimal cleanup, which is awesome. Go to HelloFresh.com slash Beach16 and use code Beach16 for 16 free meals across seven boxes and three free gifts. Go to HelloFresh.com slash Beach16 and use code Beach16 for 16 free meals across seven boxes and three free gifts. You guys are definitely going to want to check out America's number one meal kit. I fucking booked it. I was like, I'm leaving. I'm leaving the scene of the crime. I can't be here. I can't relive this moment from Laguna Beach. up you guys welcome to back to the beach with Kristen and steven i am here with mr coletti himself hello 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 mrs cavallari i'm here with Kristen herself it's miss cavallari not mrs miss miss cavallari sorry all right well we've got episode 103 titled fast cars and fast women this aired on october 12th 2004 and a little summary we have from mtv says when Elsie, Stephen, and Trey check out a designer fashion show in L.A., Elsie watches Stephen's attention turn from fashion to fashion models. 
Okay. Well, first of all, I don't even know where my attention was in fashion because yeah. there's all these conversations of, of Trey and Lauren talking about fashion. I don't know what the hell to do with myself. I'm just eating food again, stuffing my face <laughs> awkwardly or just off camera doing something. <laughs> you went for the girls, the models. <laughs> hey, she went after me. Uh, <laughs> we'll get we'll get to that. This is also the Dunzo episode. I will say that's what I'm most known for from this entire show is me saying my car is Dunzo. I'm really excited to talk about this episode. Of course, we've got plenty more cringeworthy moments between you and I that we get to talk about. But Furthermore, there is some serious entertainment happening in this episode. And yes, one of the biggest moments, and I think what kind of cemented your fate as the star of the show was the car breaking down, the, the Dunzo car. I think that stuff was hilarious to watch. And I do remember when I look back on the show, I think one of the things that I see a lot is you and that car and that whole scene play out. <laughs> This is the stuff where MTV just shoots hours and hours of footage and they just pray to God something like this happens that is IRL as opposed to MTV setting it all up, of course, which we'll go over because we have plenty of more as we do with every episode, our MTV versus IRL moments. But let's go back to the beginning as Hilary Duff once wrote yeah. uh, in a certain song. <laughs> but we have the narration, of course, from Lauren's perspective. There's a couple of lines that stuck out to me where she says, senior year wasn't exactly going smoothly. She says, Stephen was beginning to find out he wasn't the only guy in Kristen's life. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> oh, boy. Enter oh, Sam. Boy. I, I feel like we're a broken record on this, but again, it's the teeing up of, you know, what they need the audience to believe compared to what actually happened is tough. It's, it's tough to see that. And it is a friendly reminder, I think, of why I was so quick to throw these in a box and never see them again. Yeah, no because kidding. there's the version that was already traumatizing and, you know, emotional and big in your life at that time when we were 17, 18 years old, but then to also have it reconstructed in another way and <laughs> presented back to you and not only to you, but to all of your friends and family and everyone around the world. It's yeah. just so funny. Uh, but that's the good part about being able to do this podcast and why we're doing it is because we get to look back and laugh at it now. Exactly. And no regrets, right? No regrets. <laughs> well, there's maybe a, a few do-over moments, but for the most part, overall, we're, we're in the consensus of, of saying no regrets. Exactly. But, Let's jump right in. I love the scene with you and your brother talking about the car and who had messed it up more. I have to say, it was really sweet to see Mike too. I know. I actually forgot about that scene and I'm just really happy that they captured my brother in his good moment. You know, Mike actually really mm -hmm. was very sweet, very funny, and he was adorable. And I felt like that really shined through, but I was emotional. My brother passed away about six and a half years ago. And so seeing him it was it was hard for me, but I thought it was a really cute scene. And it did show our dynamic of just, you know, messing with each other. I loved that scene. Yeah, I liked it too. I, it, I don't remember the scene either. And so when I, of course, when I saw Mike on the screen, and you guys having your little back and forth, I remember those moments so much because the similarities that you two had, you guys are, are classic characters and, and can crack people up and mm -hmm. great conversationalists. And I actually spent a lot of time with Mike I think I might have known him just before I knew you because Mike and I played on the golf team together. And even when you and I started dating, Mike would actually, you know, take me out golfing. He was always good to me, which is I really respected him for because, you know, you were a very popular girl. And there were a lot of guys <laughs> that I think wanted to uh, date you, his friends included, which, you know, we actually at the end of this episode, we'll talk about this guy, Zach, that you had dinner with, which was one of his friends that you had been in a relationship before we were. And uh, which there's, of course, there's no context there. I know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but 
to see you and Mike have that sweet moment and to yeah, basically discuss who, who had messed up the car more. It was really sweet. And I do love that smile on your face when you're saying, do you think I can persuade dad to get me a new car? Like, you know that there's not a chance. Yeah. Dennis Cavalier, there's no way. He was like, no, no. way. There's, there's no way that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But you were throwing it out there and you had that great line. We're like, all right, I dinged it a few times. <laughs> yeah, just a few. <laughs> we got in a little car accident one time. We were driving to go see a movie or something. And I think we were like in the front seat. And I think we were kind of just like, you know, when you're driving down the road with, with, as a couple and you're like young love and you're just like, you're kind of stall over each other, arms around each other. We were probably kissing on the freeway or something like that. And we, you got a fender bender. Do you remember that? No. How do I not remember that? I was driving. Yep. I remember exactly where we were. We were on the 405 out by Mission Viejo. We were going to see a movie and you were driving your car and you're like, fuck, like, no, it was my fault. I was distracted. I, I was trying to be like, oh, that car just stopped out of nowhere. And you were like, <laughs> No, but I was like hanging all over you. I was being an idiot. It was, it was wow. funny. You knew right away you screwed up. I do not remember that. That's wow. interesting. So yeah, I, I can validate you did ding it a few times. There you go. Sure <laughs> did. Well, so that Azuzu Trooper was my dad's. Then it was my brother's. And then it was mine. So by the time I got it, it was 11 years old. And I will say, as mad as I was, I'm actually very thankful now that my dad did not get me a new car. You know, everyone else at high school, I think other than you and I, had... Mercedes, BMWs. Right. And I was pissed about it at the time, but it really made me appreciate the value of a dollar and made me realize that if I wanted something, I was going to have to work for it. So now as an adult, I'm very happy that my dad didn't just throw things at me. But at the time, I was not very happy. <laughs> ah, same, same feeling here, actually. My dad, I had, you could see, I drive two cars uh, in the show. There's a Ford Explorer, which was my dad's car, and then the Toyota Tacoma. But yeah, that was my brother's car passed down to me. And yeah, there was no chance in hell my dad was ever going to get me a car. And he, you know, instilled in me very early on those values as well. You know, the value of a dollar and this carried on in my life, which is funny because yeah, a lot of kids around us were driving brand new cars off the lot. Sweet transition there. You wouldn't necessarily go to a Porsche dealership in (laughs) Newport Beach to look for a car. Now, would you? Was that MTV or IRL? I'd say that was MTV going to looking at Porsches, Ferraris. You know, that was way out of my budget. (laughs) I would never in a million years. (laughs) You know, what's so crazy is a lot of things were contrived on this show, but this was very real. My car breaking down was real. And the fact that it happened the day we went car shopping on the way home is actually kind of wild. I'm sitting here saying how badly I want a new car, what a piece of shit my car was. They take me to go look at all of these incredible cars, which that was all MTV. I never would have done that in real life. But the fact that my car broke down on the way home is so wild to me. And I was so excited because I thought, here we go. I'm getting a new car. And then, of course, that didn't end up happening. All right, you guys, I am back one more time to talk about HelloFresh because I'm honestly just so excited about this company. And Steven, you also tried it. So tell me your thoughts. Yeah, I've never used a at-home meal kit service before, and it is a game changer. HelloFresh for me is is something I wish came into my life a lot earlier than it did now because let me tell you, I, I, I had like the Tex-Mex pork with mango salsa. It has this little zesty lime and smoky red pepper crema that was my first meal. And as soon as I got done with it, I ate it and I cleaned the plate, didn't leave oh. a scrap of food left. It was like, man, I've, I've really been missing out this whole time. <laughs> Listen, guys, HelloFresh delivers fresh quality produce from the farm to your door in less than a week, allowing you to enjoy the delicious flavors of the season right from home. 
HelloFresh's quick and easy recipes, 20-minute meals, and low-prep, low-cleanup options provide an even faster route to putting food on the table around your packed schedule. And now enjoy more variety than ever before with Hello Custom. Swap out one protein or side for another, upgrade for a more luxe experience, or even add protein to a veggie meal. That means more choices, more variety, and more meals truly tailored to you and your family. I know I mentioned earlier, but when I just came home from LA, I had my HelloFresh box sitting on my doorstep ready to go. And when I got home, I made the honey mustard pork chops with buttery broccoli and garlic rice. And it was so good. And honestly, my favorite part was the minimal cleanup. Go to HelloFresh.com slash Beach16 and use code Beach16 for 16 free meals across seven boxes and three free gifts. Go to HelloFresh.com slash Beach16 and use code Beach16 for 16 free meals across seven boxes and three free gifts. MTV starts with the, the scene with Lo and LC and Jen at Gina's Pizza, which is an iconic spot in Laguna. You remember Absolutely. going to Gina's all the time and they're, they're very famous yellow cups, some of the best pizza that I've ever had. So if you're oh, ever yeah. in Laguna and you want good pizza, you go to Gina's. Absolutely. Yeah, but they you know, highlight this moment of us fighting at the bonfire, which I don't know. This is it's clearly something that MTV you know had them say real quick, and then after they shot with them, I'm sure all afternoon that's the one piece that they used, right? But anyways, we have a lot of fun stuff to get into with you know what happens with you guys while you're car shopping, and then as Trey and Elsie and I go up to LA. You know, they've got some footage of us driving around downtown LA and we're talking. But before we got there, the three of us, Trey, Lauren, and I drove up to LA and we got so lost. <laughs> MTV was waiting on us for like three hours. <laughs> this is normally an hour drive without traffic from Laguna to LA. And we were going right to downtown. But we missed our fork in the road to go towards downtown. And we stayed along the coast and ended up in Santa Monica. Little did we know that we were getting off the freeway like seven miles from where we needed to be, going just through residential streets all the way across LA from west to east to finally getting to the hotel downtown. We got there to MTV. Uh, they've been waiting on us for so long. They were they were pretty <laughs> bummed. But you know, LA was this place that we never really went to growing up, right? I mean, it completely yeah. changed. We all wound up living there, but it was it was so foreign. We didn't really leave our Laguna bubble too much except for maybe going up to a Laker game. That's about it. The girls and I would go to Melrose and go shopping. We would ditch school and go, go shopping in LA. <laughs> Rack up a couple of detentions for that one. Probably. I'm assuming. I actually also, once the show <laughs> aired, which I mean, we can get into this later, but when the show aired, Talon actually ended up dropping out of high school and he moved up to LA during our senior year. So Alex Hooser mm. and I would go and visit him and we would go out and we would stay the night at his house. And I remember one time, I was pep commissioner senior year, and there were three pep assemblies the entire year. We went out in LA the night you were before. Pep commissioner? Yes, I know. I know. It's like what? you were pep commissioner senior year. Yes. This is extracurriculars <laughs> for yourself. Yeah, you know. But I missed some last of, minute add-ons to the old uh, like, resume well, for colleges. Like all of a sudden, senior year, I wanted to get really involved. You know, but um, you saw Trey's active young Americas, and you're like, you know what? <laughs> yeah. I need to be doing something. Trey inspired me, but I missed a pep assembly because Alex Hooser and I were out with Talon the night before in LA. Like. Get your shit together, girl. I look back on some of this stuff oh, and I'm man. like, why couldn't I just be the age that I was? I always wanted to be older. I wanted to be like in the next phase of my life. And now that I am yeah. older, it's like, I wish I just enjoyed where I was at all the time instead of always looking to the future. Interesting. Even if you're 
broken down on the side of the road and the entire city of Laguna Beach is honking at you as they're driving by? No, I definitely would have gotten out of there as quick as possible. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you were trying. You were trying to get that car. We got to spend a little time on that because, yeah, this is, I think, an iconic scene for the show. And, I mean, it is absolute comedy watching this back. You are... <laughs> all worked up. Oh my God. So much energy. So many comments so flying attitude. out. I mean, this quotes. <laughs> I, think, I don't know if energy is the right word. I think it's more attitude. Yeah. Even before the breakdown, one of my favorite moments is when it started, like it's sounding funny. And it's so funny, the, the contrast between, well, the three of you, you've got you who's just all worked up, ready to just drive this thing into the ocean. You got Sam who's just straight chilling, very like mild mannered, mellow Sam being very cool. And then Alex in the back, like voice of reason, but also like, wait, I think something's wrong. We should probably stop. It's just got me going. But as, as the car starts to break down and you have this great little like, oh yes, please break down on me. And then Alex is like, wait, Kristen, no way. And you're like, yes, wait. And she's like, but if it breaks down, you don't have a car. And then you're like, oh yeah. Oh, oh good point, Alex. <laughs> like, yeah. All these moments of like, oh shit, wait. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about this yet. It is pretty priceless. And of course, you know, in real life, the car does break down and you guys are on the side of the road. What do you remember about that? That was all very, very real. And I was worked up because, I mean, they showed the traffic behind me. It was horrible. Everybody was honking at us. I was stressed out. I mean, I was happy on one hand because I felt like it breaking down was going to get me a new car, which it clearly didn't do. But <laughs> I realized like in that scene, you know, the cop comes, I get out of the car and I'm talking to the cop. I just had so much attitude. And that was when I really realized that back in the day, what I would do is when I was stressed out or nervous or whatever, I would just get like really bitchy. And like, that was my go-to move. Oh, I, I know. I know it well. You weren't going to let anybody have time to talk back to you or because you would just be able to snap right back or it's just like hand in your face, walk in the <laughs> other direction. You're very confident. I'll give you that. Yeah, I guess. I don't know if confident is the word. That's what people used to always say. Like, how do you have so much confidence in high school? I think I was just faking it. I, I really didn't that's have how that it came much. Off. Yeah. yeah. It, well, that's not yeah. confidence. That was me just Well, that's what it. you're saying. But they, that was your go-to, that was your defense mechanism, yeah. which is like, try to assert yourself, you know, in a way that's you're not rattled and, and like you're in control of a situation or something that's happening in that moment. And I think, yeah, as kids, we just do not understand what's going on. And in hindsight, you can kind of see it clearly now. But Absolutely. there's, I mean, I will say this, it's nice of you to acknowledge that you were being very rude to the cop. But I mean, your car just broke down. People have been honking at you. If anyone's been sitting on the side of the road or stuck in traffic when your car's broken down for whatever reason, that's not fun. It's like getting in a car accident. When that stuff happens, your day is completely ruined. You're very vulnerable and you're like, shit, this is, this is terrible. So, you know, you've had all these people yelling things at you. It's, there's so many good quotes of you just like having this road rage back at these people that are road raging you. And then there's this really sweet moment where Catherine stops by. And one of my favorite lines is you say, hi, like, yeah, I called AAA. And then she drives away and you're like, Catherine got really pretty. Like, that, that is, is like the epitome of a dumb high school girl, right? Like, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, all over the place. It was priceless. Uh, but yeah, you had some good lines where, you know, you're like, you know, what do you want me to do, asshole? Like, yeah. oh, God, this is a lot of stress on me. And then you're like, I can't move my car, you idiot. Like, get off your bike, you lazy fuck. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it is. the stuff that came out of my mouth. It's truly amazing. Oh, man. Yeah, we were some spicy uh, Italians there back yeah. in the day. We definitely, uh, one thing my I think my family would call out to me, or at least some relatives would be like, yeah, there's, there's a bit of some bad language there. And I was like, yeah, look, it's not good, but 
every kid's kind of doing the same thing. So let's not try to talk about like everyone <laughs> is, is not using bad words when they're just around their friends. You're going to die because I was in LA two weeks ago. I have a car out there and I haven't driven it in, you know, nine, 10 months, whatever it's been. I knew going out there, I was like, my car battery is going to be dead. I just know it. So I get there. Of course it's dead. I can't even open it with the key. So a guy comes to jump my car, jumps it, and he says, you should drive around for like 15 to 20 minutes. I'm like, all right, great. So I'm in sweatpants. My hair's in like a banana clip. I basically look like what I look like right now, but I'm in LA. So I'm driving my car around. I'm going up La Cienega, going to make a left on Sunset Boulevard. And if you're not familiar with that, you're essentially up and down as you're sitting at this light. And so I pull up to the light. I'm waiting to turn left. My car just all of a sudden dies. Okay. <sighs> and it literally brought me back to this time in my life. It's quite possibly the worst place to have car trouble in LA. So I'm like, oh my God. I'm like trying to turn my car on. I get out of my car and the people behind me, I was like, sorry, my car won't start. I fucking booked it. I was like, I'm leaving. I'm leaving the scene of the crime. I can't be here. I can't relive this moment from Laguna Beach. I walked home. I'm not making this up. I have a video that I can send you and a photo, okay? First, I stood there for a minute to the side because I didn't want anyone to know it was my car. Literally, same thing. Everyone's honking at me. I'm like, there's no one in the car. So then I called the same guy who came to jumpstart my car. He couldn't get there for a while. I literally walked home, left my car there, came back when they were like, oh we're gosh. five minutes away. I came back. And then all of a sudden it changed to them. It was 30 minutes until someone could get there. So I took my key and I left it underneath a cone. I took a photo of it and sent it to them. I was like, I can't stick around for this. And I literally <laughs> took off. <laughs> like, why do I have Flood so the seat of the car? Yeah, no, literally. I was so oh much car trouble. It gives me so much anxiety. Probably because I was triggered from this moment on Laguna Beach. <laughs> Uh, I did enjoy that scene in the car very much. So well done there. And yeah, that one has stood the test of time. I think it, it is it is a staple for the show and, and cemented you. So well done and, and shout out to the uh, reality TV gods for having that car break down Honestly. right at that moment. And for everything that ensued, there's, I mean, there was, between everyone honking, I think there was a biker guy who was checking you out. Yeah, um, man. And then you're, you're doing a little dance on the side. We're like, oh, my dad's here. My dad's here. As they're like, they're, they're towing the car. And then actually, I think you're sitting in the car and Alex, the Alex H, the great voice of reason. Uh, she's like, Kristen, I think you can get out of the car now. She's pushing, <laughs> Sam and Alex she's pushing the car. Like, what is happening? Yeah, I thought my dad was going to show up and save the day. And instead, he was just so mad at me. <laughs> Which, you know, rightfully so. But I got to be honest. So the car broke down because I didn't put any oil in my car. Yes, dumb as hell. But nobody ever told me, and I stand by this, no one ever told me I had to change the oil in my car. I'm just saying. I feel like that's a parent's responsibility Understood. to teach that's that. That's fair. <laughs> that's that's fair. Thank you. Let's go back to Trey and myself and, and Lauren up in LA, having our big LA night where we go to this fashion show. It is a little bit of a seed that you could see for these two that they had their eyes on fashion, or I don't even know if this was the first moment, but it could have been laying the foundation for them for where they would eventually go in life because Lauren, of course, went on to make her clothing line and Trey as well has worked in fashion design for a long time, high fashion. Trey worked at Vera Wang for a while, who makes wedding dresses and a bunch of other stuff. You would probably be able to speak better to this. What does Vera Wang <laughs> do, it. Kristen? Wedding dresses and a bunch of stuff. <laughs> yeah, Incredible gowns, okay, without a doubt, yes. <laughs> there you go. And now Trey works for Halpern out in London and is killing it. So 
this is, you know, you could see just the the seed of what these two were focused on and into. And for me, yeah, I couldn't tell you anything about fashion. Uh, you could tell by the lack of contribution to the conversation for me that there was no future in fashion for this one. <laughs> and there's a few things going on here that that is interesting. We get into the fashion show. We're talking about whether, you know, models are attractive or not, like really sticking on that through this episode, which is kind of messed up and a little cringy to watch back. It just us, you know, at that age. Do you understand why they did it though? I mean, to me as a viewer, and I think maybe it's easier for me to watch a scene when I'm not in it and just look at it as a viewer because I wasn't there. To me, they were really setting that up to make Lauren jealous. Yeah. You could already just see it's a little uncomfortable talking about the models and I'm sure that they were asking us questions. I can't remember uh, these exact moments, but it's one of those things where they're asking us to, you know, talk about the models and and what's what you're going to see. And you're right. That's you know what what they're teeing up so that they can use, you know, the interaction with the model, you know, basically against us. And so, and then from there, the pieces that they chose to use, like Trey and I, like high fiving and bumping fists in the middle of the show, <laughs> uh, or whatever that was in the show. That's not something Trey and I would do. Like, oh yeah, man, check out the chicks. Like that's. <laughs> That's that's weird. I think what MTV wanted us to do was like talk about the models and like talk about what you see because like we're so casually Lauren and I to each other are talking about which ones are attractive or not, which is just so weird. Yeah. And we would never do that during a, a fashion show. Well, there is a moment actually. Let me back up a little bit before we get to the interaction with the model. There's the scene where we're we're all smiling and kind of laughing as they're walking down. One thing MTV didn't show is that a part of the show they had these really short dresses that were meant to be really short and girls were just have, you know, underwear on underneath it, but they were all the way up to their hips. Like I wouldn't even call these necessarily a dress. They were more of a shirt <sighs> and we we're sitting in the front row and, you know, we're 17 years old and these girls are walking down the runway standing right in front of us. And it's just like, you know, they're like, you're, you know, what is right in front of our, that's what, that's what we're looking at when you see our eyeballs look up or I'm trying to make eye contact or I'm just like, all right, keep looking the eyes, looking the eyes, looking the eyes because, you know, their underwear is just staring us right in the face. It's just like upskirt shots, uh, which was very awkward. And, and you could see us laughing through it, or at least Lauren and Trey. And I'm just trying to like, oh, this isn't really happening. But then, you know, MTV got one of those moments that, uh, you know, they kill for. I don't think MTV said something to her. I think this was, I think it is a, a real life IRL moment. It was not MTV teeing her up. I think she just did it. But we did talk about her during the show. And I remember being like, oh yeah, she's attractive. And then after the show, she said something. I remember being totally uh, shell-shocked that she even like, you know, she, she wanted to say hi to me again. Very like I'm a, I was like a late bloomer over here, so I was like I might have been you know 18, <laughs> oh, 17 at the time. Please, but everybody I was loved like, loved you. Get out of here. I was like <laughs> I was just I was an awkward little boy, so I was like I didn't know you know I didn't know how to handle the situation. I was like oh oh hi, and like Trey to his credit, Trey much more smooth than me. I think she said something like you're super gorgeous, and Trey goes isn't he like without yeah. skipping a beat, yeah. <laughs> which is really funny. And then there's, no, I'm not talking to her. I just kind of like, oh, thanks, you know. And then Trey, you know, goes up to her. is like, so are you going to the after party? Yeah. And she's like, yeah. Trey goes, well, maybe we'll see you there. Like, let's go, Trey. Good, like, way to, like, get the conversation going. I didn't know what to do with myself. I mean, I was you know, just understanding that I was on camera and feeling awkward. But you can see, I'm like, oh, yeah, I love that girl. She's Aww. so hot, man. <laughs> it's just like It did seem very real to me. Like, she seemed kind of, like, nervous taking a photo with you and, like, very sweet. Like, it felt really sweet and very natural to me. 
Yeah, and I could tell, I think Lauren was just uncomfortable with the whole situation, but it played very well into MTV's hands. And then this is a moment that they kill for because to have her say like, oh my gosh, she's really mad at me. And, and she thought, yeah. you know, maybe uh, it, it was your girlfriend, all that stuff. I mean, MTV's just like, oh, this is gold. We can use this all day. So yeah, that was our little, my first night ever at the Spider Room Club. First night out of, ever in Los Angeles. We should point out that we were probably... 17, 18 years old, yeah. <laughs> getting into this, this club in LA, which is funny. Then afterwards, uh, you know, I, I, we have the little golf outing between the guys and point out a moment in there that is very much MTV over IRL is when I'm talking to Bernie, his name's Jonathan Bernard, and he's one of our friends who wasn't featured too much on the show, but there he is. He was on the golf team with me and we're playing golf and we're moving around, but then they had us, you know, to the side they wanted us to talk about, you know, the fashion show and what happened. And it's just a little moment, but it's just another one of those awkward moments, like I mentioned in the episode prior, where I'm in the surf shop and they're making the guy that I work with talk about Lauren and bring up this juggling of girls. And so, you know, they make Jonathan, you know, say in some way or another, you know, talk about the fashion show and, and the models and Lauren being upset or what was Lauren's reaction, right? And so then it's like, then they, you know, have me say like, well, how did Lauren feel about seeing you there? It's a weird question that we would never normally talk about, yeah. especially in that, in that time in our lives. But, you know, I'm trying to play it off. It's like, oh yeah, no, you know, it was nothing was going on. She was fine. She might've been a little awkward there, but whatever. But just trying to move on and, and not have this conversation that MTV wants us to carry on with because, you know, it fills the story. But you can see in that moment, it's just a, just a little passing moment that they need to do it to fill the story but it's very much MTV over IRL. All right, guys. So I want to take a second to talk about BetterHelp, which uh, we all know these days, I think mental wellness is very important and a priority, as it should be. It was something I think for myself personally, always kind of fell by the wayside, never really paid too much attention to it. But uh, the more and more I've dug into it, the more and more I've understood how important it is to speak to someone if you have the opportunity to. Before, I never did. And recently, uh, I've just been introduced to BetterHelp, which uh, honestly, this is something I think during the pandemic and when we were going through uh, that COVID year and the years after, we were all coming at spending a lot of time by ourselves at home. Uh, this is something that I really wish I had the opportunity to use during this time. Yeah, I'm actually a huge fan of therapy. I've been kind of in and out of it pretty much my whole life since my parents got a divorce when I was in third grade. And it's just really nice sometimes to have an unbiased opinion, a third party who has no vested interest in your life other than just trying to help you talk things out and come to a conclusion on things. Or sometimes, honestly, just to be able to vent is also nice. And you don't even want to bug your friends with that all of the time. So I am a huge, huge fan of this. You can schedule weekly video or phone sessions, so you don't have to be on camera if you don't want to. And getting therapy every week is as easy as a few clicks on your laptop or phone. With therapy, it can definitely take a few tries to find the right fit for you because ultimately that's what it's really about. And BetterHelp makes it easy and free to change therapists if needed. So visit their website and read their testimonials that are posted daily. A review about therapist Ryan Hulling is that he's kind, understanding, empathetic, and he knows when to implement comedic relief. And they have a special offer for my listeners. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash beach10. That's 10% off your first month of online therapy at betterhelp.com slash beach10. 
I live a very healthy lifestyle, I would say. And for me, that includes working out. I go in the sauna regularly and I also love hot yoga. Also living in Tennessee, it is extremely hot here right now. So it's really important to be proactive about keeping our bodies fueled and hydrated. Making hydration a priority can definitely make us feel healthier in our everyday lives. Plus liquid IV product tastes great. They have lemon lime and watermelon, which are my two personal favorites. Mm, I love the watermelon too. That is a personal favorite. Also the passion fruit, another good one. Highly recommend liquid IV. It's so convenient. You can basically keep these little packages anywhere you want, which is what I do. I, I recommend sticking them in your backpacks, your purses, uh, in your glove box, in your car. I mean, I have some in my golf bag. I have some in my beach bag. You know, it's very important to stay proactive about hydration. And for me, liquid IV is super clutch in these. So before I know I'm going to go out and play a round of golf, or I'm going to go out and go to the beach and be surfing for a while, starting with a liquid IV before I get there is very clutch. So I highly recommend doing that. Look, liquid IV and 16 ounces of water hydrates you two times faster and more efficiently than water alone. It contains five essential vitamins, B3, B5, B6, B12, and vitamin C. It has three times the electrolytes of traditional sports drinks. It's made with premium ingredients, non-GMO, and free from gluten, dairy, and soy. So grab your liquid IV in bulk nationwide at Costco, or you can get 15% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code BEACH at checkout. That's 15% off anything you order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code BEACH at liquidiv.com. Well, and then the episode ends with us yet again at Pomodoro, which seems like that's the only restaurant we ever go to on the show. They must have had I know. some sort of I, a deal with them, right? <laughs> I'm sure they did. Or there was, I think at this point, you know, word is out that MTV is shooting the show and it's been picked up, right? So they're doing a bunch of episodes and this is going to air on MTV. So there was kind of a divide between some businesses saying we don't want MTV around and mm -hmm. then some saying, you know, we want MTV there, which if you're running a business, I think uh, <laughs> it's probably smart to to let them in because there. eventually down the road, as I heard, they were selling like mini star maps of Laguna, where we went, where we lived, everything. But yeah, we seem to go to this same, you know, pasta spot. And <laughs> there I am again, chewing with my mouth open, feeling very <laughs> awkward. And that was a tough one for me to watch because I do remember that moment. And I, I think that for me, it's, it's remembering at the end of our whole relationship and as we were going our separate ways, being so sensitive to any moment of like talking about another guy because it was almost like PTSD, you know, because mm -hmm. there had just been so much that happened between us that at any, any time you spoke about somebody else, I would just assume like, okay, something was going on there, you know, because something usually was back in the day and it was tough, but you had an innocent dinner with Zach, who was this guy who was your boyfriend before me. And he does have a girlfriend, but I can't handle the situation. You could see this very immature boy just clam up and wanting to know more information. And oh man, it's 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 a tough one for me to watch. Well, what was my point of telling you that though? Like the fact that I was sitting there going, well, they're just so cute together. It's like, what am I trying to get from that? Do you think that that was MTV or IRL? No, I think that was IRL because I don't remember going to dinner with Zach. I'm sure it happened. I'm actually friendly with most of my exes. I've always been like that. So to hear me say that Zach and I hung out is not surprising to me. But I feel like it was probably my way of like wanting that with you, but I just didn't know how to verbalize it, you know? So I'm just sitting here being like, oh, you know, like he has a picture of her on her, on his phone and they're just so cute. That's like my really immature way of being like, 
I want that. <laughs> I want that with you, but I just don't know how to say that. Huh. Man, I read it because it looked like something that it was, uh, I mean, they did have us going home together at the end of that night. Yeah. Right? Which is interesting. It's like we had a horrible dinner and then we go home together. <laughs> the whole thing is just I know. so silly. I actually can't remember whether or not we we went, if that is from that night. I'm, I'm sure it is. Or if we just went our separate ways afterwards. I don't know. I think it was that night. But what they would say is like, we want to get a shot of you guys pulling into the garage. When, who knows, maybe I did mm -hmm. come over and hang out. Maybe I went home after that. I mean, I, I don't remember. But they did want specific shots from time to time. And whether they were true or not, I don't I don't know. Yeah, and I was, I was looking at it when the car's pulling into the garage and then kind of walking in. Actually, I should have taken better note of whether or not we what clothes we were wearing. I'm sure they had us in the same thing, but that, that could have been yeah. something that was done later on to tie the, you know, the, the story together. Or they just had, they're like, all right, we need to get you guys, you know, going home and whatever. So, well, and to your point though, they did do that often is they would have us wear the same outfit to match a certain scene. So that wasn't out of left field. I mean, that mm -hmm. also was probably part of pickup scenes where we would go back and they would just need to connect the dots. So yeah, a lot of times we'd have to go back and match Outfits match, you know, how our hair and all of that good stuff was. I will say this is a good episode as far as entertainment value and the highlight, <laughs> of course, being what happens with you and your car. So, you know, for me, as we get into some segments here and talk about our rating for this episode, I mean, an audience rating, I give it an A. There is a lot to chew on there. It's funny to see the fashion show. These kids go up and, and witness this LA fashion show and, and, you know, Trey and Lauren are very into it. And then you, this very real moment of wanting a new car, which I think a lot of kids in, in high school can relate to as they get a hand-me-down car while, you know, of course, MTV's having you go to this ridiculous dealership you never would, but then having the car break down and then you just being a plethora of one-liners for <laughs> the rest of the episode, uh, which might've been cringy for you to, to watch back. But I looked at it as like, this is pure gold and <laughs> you were absolutely hilarious. So uh, well done to you. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, no, I would give it an A for entertainment. And I will say personally, it's not as bad as I'd say the first two. So I'll go with a C, you know? Nice. Yeah. I've, I think I failed the first two episodes, but personal rating, I give myself a D here. Okay. They're still uh, chewing with my mouth open, uh, being very jealous and awkward on camera. And oh man, it's just, it's tough to watch that stuff. But you made up for it with everything that was happening with you and Sam and Alex in that car. It is reality TV gold. So <laughs> good stuff there. Let's move on to best quote. Best quote of the episode for you. I know we have a, a lot to choose from while you're on the side of the road. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go with Catherine got really pretty. That was mine too. Oh man, <laughs> that just because I mean, there's so many, the quotes of you, you know, road raging back to the road ragers and all the swear words that we were, you were using. And even this is a lot of stress on me. <laughs> very, very funny. But juxtaposition that with when Catherine stops by and you say Catherine got really pretty. That, that was a favorite for me. Also, I think, and I mentioned this earlier in the episode, when you do say, oh yes, please break down on me. As it's breaking down, that is good because you <laughs> genuinely just want that thing to just roll over. And Alex Hooser is like, you know, you don't want that to happen. You still, we won't have a car. And you're like, oh yeah. Those are some great lines, but oh, yeah, yeah, it's hard not to choose a quote from you <laughs> in this episode. All right, what about a redo? Anything you would want to redo? Oh boy, the, the awkward dancing, the grinding <laughs> of the model and I. 
I loved it. I, I loved even, it. it so I don't know great. what's going on there. Just some very casual, just, you know, gyration. Not really. Don't really, the hips were not moving very much. Just kind of rubbing up against each so other. Stiff. You looked so nervous. It was so cute though. <laughs> I would have removed all dancing from on camera for me. I think I would have just been like, nope, I'm not dancing with you. Can't do it while camera's here. That would have been the move. That so, is funny. What about you? You know, I guess maybe the only thing I would really redo is how sassy I was to the police officer. That's not something I'm necessarily proud of. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it made for gold TV. So Worth MTV it. was definitely thrilled with all of that. Yeah. This was a good one. Yeah. It was Fast Cars and Fast Women. There you go. Great so, title. Hope you guys enjoyed it. We've got a lot of episodes to go. How many more till Cabo? Yeah, I think there's two more till Cabo. We're going to have Trey on next week. So that'll be really fun to interview him and catch up with what's been going on with him. And then um, Cabo is coming up. So stay tuned for all of that good stuff coming your way. See you guys. listening to Back to the Beach with me, Kristen Cavallari, and the best ex-boyfriend ever, Stephen Coletti. We are so stoked to bring you along on this journey back through Laguna Beach with us. You can find us on Instagram at at Dear Media Studio, hashtag BTTBpod, at Kristen Cavallari, and at Stephen Coletti. Got any questions about the show? Give us a call on our Back to the Beach hotline, 1-844-LAGUNA-0. And if you like our show, please make sure you follow or subscribe wherever you're listening to this so you don't miss an episode. And don't forget to leave us a rating and a review. Back to the Beach is a Dear Media production hosted by Kristen Cavallari and Stephen Coletti. Our show is produced by Rosalie Atkinson. Post-production by Amanda Vandekar, Michelle Harrison, and Taylor O'Connor. Music supervision by Jonathan Lane. Our theme song is Come Clean, written by John Shanks and Cara Diaguardi. Cover composed by Steve Shebby. And our executive producers are Jocelyn Falk, Paige Port, and Michael Bostic. 